Hey, how's it going? My name is Jackson Harden, and I'm glad that you get to join me on the first installment of At the Seams. This is a podcast that is all about exploring the Bible and just learning more about it as a whole. Um, So yeah, I'm glad you're here. Uh, Disclaimer, if I sound a little stuffy or un- um, energetic, I think that's a word, uh, it's because I have COVID right now, and, um, yeah, I'm just kind of stopped up and kind of at a loss for energy, but I decided since I'm so bored in quarantine, there's no better time, uh, to start a podcast than right now. Uh, so yeah, today, uh, we're going to be going over the passage of Ephesians 4 verses 17 through 32. Um, And if your Bible has a heading, it might say the new man or maybe something like uh, instructions for Christian living. Uh, But before we get into it, I'd like to just read the passage and then we'll uh, start talking about it. So in verse 17, starting in verse 17 of chapter 4 of Ephesians, Paul says, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So I'd like to just uh, take a break right there at verse 24 and kind of discuss what's been said so far. So first of all, Paul starts out by saying, telling them no longer to live like Gentiles do. Now, what I want to get across is that Paul here is talking to Gentiles. Now, we know that Paul is talking to Gentiles because if we go back to chapter 3, Paul says in verse 1, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. And then if we go back to chapter 2, in verse 11, he says, Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth. So we know he's talking to Gentiles here. And then he says, in verse 17 of chapter 4, for them to no longer live as Gentiles do. That'd be like me telling you, if you're an American, hey, uh, don't live as Americans do anymore. Right, wouldn't you? You'd be like, I I am an American. Like, what do you mean, don't live as Americans do? So Paul here is obviously making um, some type of identity crisis for them. Right, he's telling them to disconnect themselves from their nationality or their ethnicity or who they've always thought they were. And he's saying there's a difference, right? He's making a distinction between who they're around, right? Their environment and who they are now. I want to just get across that this passage isn't about behavior changes, right? It's not about you trying to become a better person. It's about you realizing that Christ has changed you, right? He's made you a new person and therefore you live in light of that. We live in a society that's all about self-help and about um, about how we can become better people, you know, how, how we can strive to be our best self, uh, but that's not what the Bible's about, and, and that's not what Paul's talking about here. When Paul's talking about putting off your old self and putting on your new self, 
He's not talking about becoming your best self or whatever. He's, this isn't a self-help book. No, he's talking about how we realize that Christ has given us a new body. He's given us a new mind. He's given us a new spirit. And therefore, we can live in light of that. Um, if we go to Romans 6, and I didn't plan this, so I'll have to pull this up real quick. Um, but if we go to Romans 6, it starts off by saying, um, let's see, where should we start? I'm going to start in verse 5. It says, For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And so Paul is telling us here in Ephesians that we've been freed from sin. We don't longer have to live in sin anymore. And it's a good thing, but it's not about your behavior changes. It's not about you trying to be a better person. This isn't about legalism or anything like that. This is all about realizing who you are in Christ. It's about your identity. right? He's telling the Gentiles not to live like Gentiles because they don't have to. He's telling these sinners, you don't have to live like sinners anymore because you've been freed from sin. The whole point is that Christ has changed our identity. And that's where it comes with the whole putting off your old man and putting on the new man. It's, he talks about renewing your mind. See, when we accepted Christ and we learned about the gospel, we realized, hey, uh, we're sinners. And the desires that we have are corrupt. You know, the desire to be known, the de- desire to have sex, the desire to have money, in themselves aren't bad desires. But when it comes to the point where we feel like the ends justify the means and we we do whatever it takes to satisfy ourselves even when it hurts other people um, that's when our desires get corrupted when we get greedy with our desires as Paul was saying in Ephesians he's saying that you've been freed from that right that there's been light shed on these things and that we no longer have to live in that mindset and that the gospel has shown us something different Uh, The gospel shows us that whatever humans are supposed to be must come from something other than ourselves because our desires become evil. But Jesus came to be the human that we perpetually failed to be. Jesus was the human that we needed to be. Uh, The gospel is changing our identity and it's changing our patterns of thinking. And that's what the whole renewing your mind is all about. And it's a daily thing. Like, Think about changing your clothes. I think Paul uses this illustration of putting off the old man and putting on the new man because it's like changing clothes. Like, that's a daily thing you have to do, if not more than daily. We have to change our clothes all the time, and it's the same with this. Now, it doesn't mean you're any less saved. It doesn't mean your salvation is going away. But it just means that we live in this new reality. That means that these old desires, these old way of living, we don't have to live like that anymore. This old way of thinking, we don't think like that anymore. Instead, we we get to live in this reality that that we can be something that we could never be on our own. Jesus has become the version of us that we can't become on our own. So we no longer have to be ruled by our desires and sin, but Christ has become our identity. And that's what it's all about, is Christ being our identity. 
in Ephesians 2, uh, verses 1 through 3, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you once lived when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And then in verse 4 he says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we are dead and transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. It's not about bad people becoming good. It's about dead people becoming alive. It's not about behavior changes. It's not about the do's and don'ts of the Bible. And if you read um, the next part of what I wanted to read, which is uh, verses 25 through 32, it can feel like it can feel like Paul is telling you the do's and don'ts of Christianity. But the whole point, it's not about you becoming some better person or the, your best self. It's just about you realizing that, hey, you're freed from sin, and hey, you're a new creation, right? Something new has been created inside of you. You've been created new. You know, you've been given this gift, and you don't have to live like you used to, and that, and that is a gift. And so it's not some do's and don'ts. We don't have to look at this passage as discouraging, but it's actually really, really encouraging to know that, that we've been freed from these things that oftentimes can feel like it's impossible to get away from. And so that's all I kind of want to talk about today. I challenge you to go and read Ephesians 4 on your own. And most importantly, I just challenge you to remind yourself of this reality daily. Remind yourself that Christ has created you to be a new creation, that you no longer have to live like you used to, that your desires are no longer the same, but that you are made new in Christ. And I know that for me especially, I need reminded of that a lot. Uh, So yeah, I just challenge you to do that. Uh, Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time. God bless.